Blog Talk Radio. Whoa, what a wonderful day it is. It is drop dead gorgeous. Uh, gorgeous, I can't even talk. Gorgeous at the beach. I mean, it is rocking today. It's a little crisp. It's going to go up to about 61, 62. Shooting some brand new videos on a brand new project. i got to share it with our, with our radio listeners first because you guys are our fans. You're the supporters. Over the last few months, in my case, years for one of my strategic partners. We've been focusing on how do you create a lead generation, socially focused sales funnel, for lack of a better word. I mean, truly. Because that's, you know, using terminology. And both of us have been in, in the lead generation business, in social marketing. We were on the Internet before the Internet was cool. And he gave me a phone call back in the fourth quarter of 2012. He said, I have an idea that I've been working on for two years. I want to know what you think. And he shared it with me, and it's about the mobile apps. And what happened? He created us a mobile app at uh, Beachside CEO. So you can go to Android or you can go to Apple. If you type in Troy Dooley, it will take you over to Beachside CEO, and you can download the app. But what more, it's more important is his brand-new app – which is part of a brand new lead generation network where it's it's what I've coined a really a really cool rejection proof type of marketing and it, it was kind of wild as I looked at this because so many times I hear people say well I don't want to have any more failure I don't want to have any more rejection I'm tired of people my friends and family and what we've ended up doing is starting to create a network of interlinked apps where a person can go up and create an ad, put an ad out on the ad network, and then send a text message and say, hey, man, you got to check this out. This was pretty cool. I was thinking about you. Bam. You just send it to them like you do anything else. You, you eliminate your, your concept. They don't even know it's your ad in some cases. I said, this is remarkable. I love it. And we're going to be out shooting some videos today because, like any giant project, it needs some crowdfunding, some investing, if you will. So I told him, let me shoot some videos. Let's see if we can get you some crowdfunding to take this to the next level where it will be geo-local, and you can pinpoint local people, local ads. It's going to be rocking. But today, as I was going through that, I was thinking about some stuff because as, as Enrique Garibay over at MLM Leads is my, my strategic partner in this. And as we were chatting the other day, I, I was thinking about the failures that we've both had in projects that we've done. See, not every project is a success. Not every endeavor that we have in life is a success. I learned this a lot from Richard Brooke, B.K. Bureko, uh, um, boatloads, John Maxwell even, has taught on, man, the failures that you have. John wrote a whole book, Failing Forward. You know, it was so important to him that people understand this. So today I thought, okay, I'm going to fly back through the 3 by 5 cards. I want to see what we've got on fear, on, on failure, things like that. And I thought, this is great, because we can look at the role that failure plays in our success. Because when you think about it, you really can't have success unless you've had failure. See, how do you know what success is without failure? Think about that for a minute. This is what's crazy that people don't give thought to sometimes. And that is the fact that when you're, when you're out there in life, we focus on one thing. Now, I was talking to my friend Chris Gross about this the other day. He said, Troy, I just always want to be positive. I just always want to be positive. I love Chris. That, he is the, one of the positive forces in my life. 
But every now and then, you just got to get straight with people, raw and dirty, if you will, and call a spade a spade. Even Amy Robinson over at the DSA makes this very clear. There are times when it's just a must. You have to hit it straight in the face. And people say, but Troy, I don't want to hit failure in the face. You have to. You cannot have success without first having failed. Failure, if you will, is the benchmark. You never want to go back to it. You always want to rise above it. So if that's the benchmark below you, not above you, but below you, say, heck, I ain't ever going back there, bam, you start focusing somewhere else. Sadly, here's what we've learned. Too many people, at least in in my professional opinion, believe that the process of, of achieving success is supposed to be easy. In the home-based business arena, for whatever reason, people never want to talk about freaking it takes hard work. I, I think sometimes Art Williams was the last person that actually focused on the fact it takes hard work. But it does. you got to work smart. You want to be industrialist. Industrious. I'll get these words out today, man. It's been one of them nights. But what you've got to be able to do is to realize that whether it was Thomas Edison or Harold or or Ford, when you look at things, you have to understand it takes hard work. Henry Ford had just as many failures as successes at times. Even the even like the Edison didn't make it. It's interesting here, or the Edsel, not the Edison, Edison, but Thomas Edison wrote this. Failure is really a matter of conceit. People don't work hard because in their conceit they imagine they'll succeed without ever making an effort. See, most people believe they'll wake up someday and find themselves rich. Actually, they've got half of that right. Eventually, they're going to wake up. This is why you have people that are homeless, but they'll take the money given to them on a daily basis and go buy lottery tickets. It's amazing to me. This is why people that will yell and scream all day long about how they want entitlements from the government turn around and try to get a lottery ticket. Hey, look, I'm not knocking lottery tickets. I think everybody probably somewhere along the lines have thought about buying one if they haven't bought one. But you don't take your life earnings your last buck. But yet that's what happened. People dream. See, each of us have a choice in life. Are we going to sleep it away? Are we just going to wish it into existence? This is part of the problem with the law of attraction. People don't get it. We're going to try to avoid failure at all costs because if we do, we will not succeed. If you want it simple, failure is the price that is paid for success. Enrique called me yesterday. We were on the phone chatting, and he said, Troy, I had a guy call. He's a follower in your blog, and and he said, I don't think Troy has any influence anymore. He got hit pretty hard in Zeke Rewards. He said, do you think that happened? I said, no, I have more influence because of Zeke Rewards. I said, Enrique, I covered Zeke Rewards as a reporter harder than anybody else. I actually tried. Instead of just being a critic, I tried to help them achieve legitimacy correctly by actually building a business model that had qualifications and that would hold people back and would make them work harder 
And for whatever reason, those didn't get implemented. And I'm not one to judge on why that didn't happen. But I pushed for it, and I pushed for it, and I pushed for it. I said, Enrique, I'm still covering this story because it's important to the people, the millions of people out there who were living a dream, thinking it was going to be easy. And the reality was it was hard work. But I want to look at what failure is not today. I want to look at why you should not be stressed over failure. Because if you can change your paradigm, if you can change your perspective, if you will, all of a sudden, failure becomes different. It becomes something you can be proud of, something you can, you can be excited about. Number one, people think failure is avoidable, and it's not. I asked Paige to marry me at 16, and she said no. At 22, she asked me to marry her, and I said yes. wasn't quite like that, but you get my drift. See, there's always going to be failure along the way. There's always going to be something that's there. We all make mistakes, and I want you to understand something. Mistakes are different than sin. Now, that would be a whole different topic, but there are certain things that you're going to make mistakes at. You have to learn from your mistakes. Somebody the other day said, Troy, I don't get, you know, we were in a Christian setting, an accountability group. said, I don't get your difference between a mistake and a sin. I said, a sin is something that you know you're doing. You do it anyway. A mistake is something that you literally could do and not realize the, the ramifications of it. Second time around, you know, you, you make a mistake. Now it's just stupidity. So, I mean, when, I, when, when you analyze things, you have to learn. Failure is not avoidable, but you have to learn from it. You're going to be human. There are certain rules at being human, whether you want to believe it or not. First rule is you're going to learn from your lessons if you're, if you're truly not freaking brain dead, not asleep, not dreaming. You're going to learn from, your, from these, these lessons. Your mistakes you should learn from. I am constantly making mistakes, but I do my best never to do the same mistake twice. Now, we can change our paradigm if we want to. If you say, Troy, I want to use a different word than mistakes. I don't want to use sin. I don't want to use mistakes. These make me feel bad. I, I'm not feeling positive now. I'm feeling kind of low. Okay, that's cool to overcome. Instead of looking at mistakes, why don't you change the word to lessons? And you're going to go through a lot of lessons on your way to success. A lesson will be repeated until it is learned. So if you do make the same mistake twice, and you heard me say you're stupid, it's because you're not learning. Now if you take and say those are lessons and I'm going to learn, now maybe sometimes you have to go back and retake a lesson, because Lord knows I have. If you don't learn the easy lessons, guess what? They get harder, and pain is truly one way to get your attention. Because, see, every human person out there is doing one of two things. They are either running towards pleasure, and they're looking forward, or they're running away from pain, and they keep looking backwards. That is a riddle, yes, but it is the truth. You're either running towards pleasure, or you're running away from pain. Last rule of being a human being is that you'll learn 
that you, you'll know you've learned your lesson when your actions change. There's power in this, folks. Second thing that failure is not. Failure is not an event, but yet people think it is. So I used to think all the time that that success and failure just came in the moment, just bam, it just happened. One day you hit a home run, yay, and everybody loves you. You know, if I had focused on failures in 2012 because of my coverage of Seek Rewards, I'd probably be working at Home Depot. Now, I'd love Home Depot because I love woodworking. But I used it as a learning experience. I grew from it. And I've made a lot of great friends that are critics of network marketing because they were willing to see that I'm a student and that I always want to learn. Failure, folks, is not an event. It's something that's like success. It's a journey. You have to journey through failure in order to get that success. It's not some place you arrive. It's not some big party that you're going to attend. There's not just one event that you can look at and say, oh, that failure, that's what did it for me. It really isn't. I think of some of the, the, the young girls and, and guys that, that we read about in the media. I remember Britney Spears' first time that she started getting in trouble and and uh, that girl named Lohan that gets in trouble all the time and Paris Hilton. You know, first it's their having too much to drink, not being able to know the people around them, who they are. Next thing you know, they decide they want to be you know, on the cutting edge, and they want to be free and easy, and if boys can run around in camo with no underwear, so can they. The difference is they wear dresses, boys don't. All of a sudden, their little tutus are hanging out, and people are taking pictures. And hang, bear with me, please, don't hang, don't, don't, don't hang up. Don't turn out the show. Listen to where I'm going with this. All of a sudden, their pictures are plastered all over the tabloids. We're laughing about it. We're condemning them. We're judging them. And yet inside, we don't have an idea of what clicked that make them think that they have to have this type of attention. Some of them outgrow it and grow up. Britney Spears is doing pretty good right now as a mom. Miley Cyrus has grown into her adulthood. Paris Hilton isn't near into the papers anymore. Lohan's still trying to work it out. But have you ever thought that most of the time we exacerbate the situations of failure, whether it's moral failure physical failure, spiritual failure, doesn't matter. This country seems to be the one country that's willing to kill its wounded. We want to focus on people's failures more than their successes. We would rather talk about people who, who have moral failure than the successes that they have. Lance Armstrong's probably getting just as much, if not more, attention because of his moral failure as an athlete than he did as the superhero that he once was. Think about this for a minute. Because if we focus on failure that much, if we focus on that, no wonder we have this subliminal thought that poor freaking me, I can't ever succeed. Look at what I'm doing. Because we think that failure is an event and all these people are having these events. You want to know somebody that overcame their their failures? Robert Downey Jr. 
one of the few actors in the world that have had two gigantic franchises, Sherlock Holmes and Iron Man, now part of the Avengers, overcame his addiction of alcohol and drugs, picked himself up by his bootstraps, got the attention and the help that he needed, and he's gone on to be something successful. And yet last week, Mindy McCready, who is one of the most up-and-coming country and western singers in the 90s, 30 days after her boyfriend committed suicide on their front porch, put a gun to her head and killed herself, leaving two young boys behind. She looked at the failures in her life, the addictions, the, the mental instability. It finally got too much. See, I understand that people feel that failure is like the end of the world. It's not, and that's why we do these shows. They're learning experiences, folks, and you can learn from your mistakes, if you will. Third thing, failure is not. Failure is not objective. It doesn't matter when you make a mistake. It doesn't matter if you've miscalculated critical figures, missed a deadline, blown the deal, made a poor choice. It's, just, it's not objective. What determines whether an action was a failure is you. I can go through, and I've had, I've said, listen, this is funny because I tell you, if I didn't get anything from my parents growing up, it was, it was this. I mean, if I got anything at all, it was this one thing. And, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase it in the way I used to say it as a teenager. I am the greatest. Now, that was ego back then, until the Marine Corps got a hold of me and trimmed that. But because I did grow up in a, in, a, in a self-esteem where I felt like I can accomplish anything, I'm, I'm going to join the Marine Corps because most people can't do that. I'm going to be a bounty hunter because most people can't do that. I'll take on the establishment and open up the next bail bond company in a city that's been closed for decades because nobody else can do that. Everything I've done, I've done with that premise in the background. But here's the kicker. Because of the fact that I realized early on that failure was not an obje- is not objective, I also realized that anything that became a failure, if any of the things that I wanted to accomplish I didn't, it didn't mean that I was the failure. See, failure to be, is determined by how much heat you take from your boss or the criticism of your peers. No, I don't think so. See, what failure is, is a series of events that you walk through. They're lessons that you learn. What may be a failure or look like a failure today may become an accomplishment down the road. In the Marine Corps, what we learned is that it was our response to a situation. See, in the Marine Corps, we don't use the word retreat. We just don't have that word. We, we don't have the word surrender. So if we're never going to retreat and we're never going to surrender, guess what we have to do? We have to figure out a way to fulfill the mission. That's what you've got to do. 
See, you've got to start looking at things, and, and this is, again, me. I don't look at goals. I look at objectives. What's the objective we're trying to meet? Well, Troy, now you're just being, you know, subjective. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Not at all. See, goals, you can fail at reaching. Objectives, when you actually think about it, are moving targets. They have something to do with the outcome. When you reach an objective and you find out that it really doesn't have anything to do with the outcome, you pitch it, it doesn't count. When you fail at a goal, it always counts. And most people will set goals so freaking high they they automatically fail at reaching them and they get all freaked out. When we sat down to strategize on a mission, we had the end game in mind. We're going to take that hill. Okay, if we're going to take that hill, what's all the objectives in between? Well, we need to go up this gully. We need to split up and put a platoon here, put a platoon there. I carried that into the bounty hunting business. What's the objective? I mean, what's the mission? Mission's to bring in this fugitive that we freaking got to pay $10,000 on if we don't get him. Okay, what's the objectives in reaching this? I'm going to go through the daggum front door, and I want two guys at the back door, and if he tries to go out, jump on him until I get there. I remember one night, Devin and I, my little brother, had a had a bounty that we needed to go pick up. This was a punk kid teen on drug charges. Nothing, nothing major. We went down to the river bottoms where he was supposed to be living. They said, no, nah, man, he moved back in with his mom over in northeast. So we go over there. We're trying to break in the back door, and he comes to the door and says, what are you all doing? I said, dude, so-and-so told us we needed to come over here, that you could you could help us. Cops are all over. And like a good little druggie he is, he opens the door. We handcuff him and stuff him and take him to jail. We knew our objective that night. And the objective was to find him. We didn't even know if we could catch him, but we knew we had to find where he was. Not only did we we fulfill the objectives, we fulfilled the mission. And it's because we did not look at the first stop. Oh, he's not here anymore, but that sucks. We're probably not going to get him now because he's going to live in a nice upscale community with his mom. Not at all. It was our responses to the situations. And that's what you've got to look at. What is your response? Do you learn from it? Every failure is a learning experience. It's not a freaking other piece of dirt out of the ground in your grave. It's not that. Stop looking at it that way. Change your paradigm. You will learn from it. Lisa Amos, a university uh, professor, said this. The average for entrepreneurs... It's 3.8 failures before they make it in business. Being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. Number four, the failure is not. It's not your enemy. If the only way to reach success is to have failures and those become your benchmarks and they're raising you up to that success level you're looking for, don't treat failure like it's the plague. I tell people all the time, don't look at everything as negative. There is critical information that we must address. We don't have to do it in a negative fashion. Well, guess what? There are failure events that you're going to have to live through. It's not your enemy. Embrace the fact that it's a learning experience and be coached through it. This is so important. 
Fifth thing, failure is not irreversible, folks. In Texas, they have an old saying. doesn't matter how much milk you spill as long as you don't lose your cow. Learned that from John Maxwell. And it's important that you understand this. Now listen to me. You're going to fail. That doesn't mean you're a failure. Keep your eye on the mission. Keep the eye on your outcome, your purpose, what you're looking for. Success and failure go hand in hand. See, every event in your life, whether it's good or bad, is just one small step in the process of living. Tom Peters used to say this, it's silly things. If silly things were not done, intelligent things would never happen. I remember the founder of uh, IBM. It was interesting. Because as he was building that business, he had a sales rep that came in. Went out and made a gigantic sale, but when they came in, they realized that the decimal point was in the wrong spot. It's going to cost the company over $5 million, if I remember correctly. This young salesman went in and sat down the desk of the founder of IBM with his resignation in his hand. He said, I'm sorry, sir. I screwed up. I know it's going to cost the company money. You're, you are an honest man, and you're going to fulfill this agreement. Here's my resignation. The founder of IBM looked over the top of the resignation said, why would I accept this? He said, I just cost the company $5 million. The founder of IBM looked at him and said, son, when I invest that kind of money into the education of one of my salespeople, the last thing under the sun I'm going to do is send him off to a competitor to build their business. Failure is nothing more than a learning experience for all those involved. This is something you need to remember. The sixth thing that failure is not, it's not a stigma. Oh, I could sit there, oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm an ass because of my coverage of Zeke Rewards and the SEC called it a Ponzi and shut it down. I didn't back away from any of that. I addressed it head on and just kept on going. I learned a lot of things. But it isn't it doesn't define who I am. Last thing that I want you guys to realize is we shut down the the show. Failure is not final. Failure sometimes is just the beginning. A blunder, a misstep, a bust, any other word that you want to use doesn't matter. Let's use Coca Cola. I just got back from there. You, their their museum. Nowhere in the museum do you see anything about Coke, new Coke, <laughs> which was a big failure. Let's get away from classic Coke. Let's change the formula. Well, that sucked and didn't work. And in 90 days, they were back to the, the classic Coke, and not just Coke original, just there. Did it tear up Coke? No. Was it a PR nightmare? Absolutely. Was it a failure? You bet. Millions of dollars worth of failure. And they're stronger and better and still cranking it out today. And by golly, that's what it's all about, and that's what you've got to remember. Failure is not final. It's a part of the pathway to success. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in a home-based business, 
Act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO heard around the world on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive pirate radio.